Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to an extra special bonus episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Today, I'm here with Below Deck's newest Spitfire, Riley Gerber. Riley is a deckhand on the sixth season of Below Deck. If you're not familiar with Below Deck, one, you're crazy. But two, it's a show all about the crew and guests on mega yachts sailing the world. Each episode features a different group of passengers, ranging from millionaires to hard-partying friends, as they head out for a marine adventure. It's basically the reality TV version of Downton Abbey, and if you ask me, it's a way more captivating show. Welcome, Riley. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm too. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this. Yay. Well, everybody's been talking about Below Deck this season. I mean, it's kind of exploding. We have a lot of drama, that's for sure. I feel like I, I'm an avid fan of Below Deck prior to even being on the on the show myself. And I feel like we do have a, quite a bit more drama than I've ever seen. <laughs> Totally. I mean, this season has been, you know, ridiculously popular. And last week's episode, which came out on December 11th, uh, was actually the highest rated episode with a whopping 2.1 million live viewers, which is the highest it's ever been on the show. And during that time slot, it was actually the number one show on network cable. So I mean, I think it's a testament to like the show that you guys are creating, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I heard the numbers myself and I, I couldn't believe it. it. It's so crazy to think that I'm a part of that. And, and I mean, I couldn't be more excited. So how have you kind of been acclimating to this like fame or maybe notoriety or press that's kind of been happening since the show? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Somebody asked me that once before and said, what's changed? And like, all I could say is that I had new fans and then I had a shit ton more haters. <laughs> so like, other than, other than having to acclimate to like more haters, which is really not like a big deal for me. Um, that's really been it. Like I get recognized a lot and you know, first thing is, you know, they ask if it's me and then they ask me for pictures and um, my first question is usually, you know, well, are you team Riley? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's been fun. I mean, I, you know, I don't expect everybody to be team Riley. So, you know, I'm, I love the the fame. I think it's, I think it's something we all signed up for and, I don't know that it's really all hit me yet, but I'm definitely enjoying it. Totally. I totally feel that. So you kind of came onto the show representing Alaska, 
but now you live in Florida. Well, yeah, I've always kind of been back and forth. I'm from Alaska originally, and I lived there up until about high school and then was back and forth. So because my summers, I, I work up there you know, uh, hands down that season is May through September. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, right now I'm, I'm, I actually just left Hawaii and came to Key West for uh, a fishing gig. So I'm currently in Florida. Yeah. So nice. Okay. Also random question. As I was prepping this episode, are female fishermen's called fishermen's? I mean, fisher women. I Googled <laughs> it and the internet was like, shut up. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. Like I always, it's so funny to hear them talk to me about it because they do stumble on that word. And I don't care if someone calls me fisherman. It rolls off the tongue easier. I am a fisherman. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm really not like a feminist, I guess you would say. I don't, I, I don't think, well, this is probably later on that you might bring it up or, <laughs> or something, but I don't like pull the women card ever. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say like, I'm very, very comfortable. And I usually correct people and just say, you know, fisherman is fine. Um, so that's my preference. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. <laughs> so were the dynamics on the boats that you were on in Alaska a little different than the boat uh, <laughs> that you were on on below deck? Oh, yeah, like totally different. <laughs> I think that was plain to see from like every episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fishing boat to like a mega yacht. It might be yeah. a little bit of a change. Had you ever worked at a mega yacht prior to this or you were kind of strictly on fishing boats? Yeah, no, I never worked on a mega yacht. I mean, I know I, I'm not, you know, I'm not some, I guess as Captain Lee called it, some backwoods tugboat captain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know about... Uh, finesse and like five star and all that kind of stuff but like my work revolved around you know the more rough rough around the edges type deal so yeah fishing boats you know it's it's it's, especially in Alaska where it's a little bit more hardcore and a little bit more um I guess you would say I mean rough I mean it's it's rough (laughs) I mean I like can barely like touch shrimp out of like the <laughs> case at the supermarket, like let alone like oh, touch big fish and like, ooh, I don't know. No, no it's so <laughs> funny. It's, 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 it's two different worlds completely. My, my whole ex- experience I wanted to gain from it was a new experience, like uh, like working on a yacht. So um, I didn't come on there expressing that I, I knew everything. You know, these fans are, of the show are constantly saying, like, I said, I'm a boat captain, like, every five minutes, which is not true. Um, but I I didn't come on there saying, like, I know everything. I, I literally expressed to Ross and Ashton and Chandler, like, you know, this is my first time here. Show me the rope. So you mentioned that you had been watching Below Deck prior to coming on the show. So how did you kind of get involved? Can you walk us through the casting process? So, social media is obviously like a really great asset to have at your hand. And I think it was, I was following like one of the casting directors in my off season. If I get like stagnant and I'm not doing anything, I get really easily depressed. Um, I think I was just like watching, like catching up on all my Netflix and was watching <laughs> Below Deck. And I thought like, why not try it and see? And it was so crazy to me to think that like I would ever, you know, get a call back. I started to follow the casting director and I, I was like, you know, I'd love to like apply for the show. And they're like, go online. And so yeah, I did, did you slide into his DMs? Time, I slid into the DMs. <laughs> yeah. I, I love I that. That is so funny. Yeah, no, I, I did. But I, so I went online and I filled out an application and like, and 
they called me back. And at that time, that particular year, it was like in 2016, they actually Skype called me and interviewed me. And I think one of the questions that like deterred them from bringing me on that season was, you know, was I in a relationship, which I was at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, when I think later on that, so that was like November or something. And later on that year, I ended up going to Cabo. I had a bunch of, you know, fun pictures with a, a girl's trip I planned for a Marlin fishing trip. Yeah. And so they called me or they asked me if I was still interested. And I said, hell yeah, and that I was no longer engaged. <laughs> and they were like, right on. So it kind of went from there, which, you know, honestly, in my opinion, I think it's great because I think they would have cast me for that season with, uh, you know, in the Caribbean with Jen on there. Yeah. <laughs> and that was such a boring season. So. <laughs> I'm so glad like, it didn't work out then. Because I see, like, you know, definitely, like, Rocky season was super, super memorable. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of don't remember the rest. Like, I wish right. any of them had, like, this type of level of drama. Like, this one everybody I know is talking about. Like, we can't stop talking about yeah, it. It's a lot. Like, there's so many great personalities for the show that it's just, like, and all this shit just happens. And it's so funny because it, like, works I don't think like I don't even know that the producers were expecting there to be this much drama (laughs) I mean it's lightning in a bottle obviously the stuff with Ashton the stuff with Caroline you know you and Ross and Chandler like it just it was really and obviously just Captain Lee tying it all together like oh yeah it's just it's too good so how was actually working under Captain Lee he kind of seems like a hard ass in the best way possible I mean (laughs) 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 um (laughs) Like, obviously, I want to come back, so I'm going to, like... Right, you're like, he was the best boss. I learned so much. (laughs) Um, You know, I didn't... I honestly really didn't get to engage too much with him, so that's why I really don't have a good opinion about him. Yeah. But I will say that my opinion about him and his, like, blogs with each episode Mm. are a little, like, disheartening because I feel like he really wasn't like he's there, but he's not there in all the situations. And he gives us recaps of his opinion on it, which, you know, a lot of the fans of the show like hold, you know, true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's in my opinion, I feel like he's looking at it from another viewer's standpoint, which is again, not, not in the know. And he doesn't really give me a lot of credit. He, you know, he basically condemns me for my mouthiness, which, you know, I get it. They're all, everybody's like rank, rank, rank. Well, (laughs) First and foremost, to me, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're going to treat me with disrespect, I'm going to not show you any. And it's they all the guys set the tone for that with me. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, he's my superior. Let me bow down to him. No, I'll respect your position. Uh, I'll listen to you. I'll do as I'm told. I'll try to confirm. I'll do all that. And I think that all got caught up and, and mixed up because of the tone that was set from the get go. So... Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, being a woman in, you know, any male dominated industry is difficult, but obviously in such a, you know, tight quartered area where you guys are really physically working together, I can imagine that just being, you know, kind of amplified. Um, And obviously Chandler, who was the original bosun on the charter was definitely not up for the gig, I don't think. And I don't think he was ready for a woman, first and foremost, as a deckhand. And then yeah. a woman with an opinion. <laughs> like, that. Did I have an opinion? <laughs> <laughs> not know, even, he... no, not even having an opinion. Having a voice, just in right? general. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I feel like Chandler, 
And I said this from the get-go, like, I feel like he had quite a bit of knowledge about working on a yacht. Like, I didn't, I didn't not appreciate that about him. It was nothing about his knowledge. It was everything about how he treated me, which was absolutely 100% differently than the rest. And I don't think that's me, like, putting my head down and being a third deckhand. That was just him being a shit, you know, fucking boss to me. (laughs) So, uh, I don't take a lot of shit. And I, I usually I'm pretty reactionary. So <laughs> yeah, we last quite a bit. So when you initially met him, did you kind of foresee any issues happening or was the beginning kind of fine and then his uh, <laughs> true no, self came no, out? No, I totally thought that like going into it, you know, I knew I'd work my ass off because I always do. Like I, you know, there's no reason to go do a job and not give it your all. You know, totally. there's no passing it. And so I did not foresee any issues, but it became very clear from the get-go that he just was not appreciative of me talking (laughs) at all, no matter what it was. So, yeah, I mean, that that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm not, you know, a meek or meager kind of girl. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm... I'm pretty boisterous. (laughs) And that's a good thing. We need more of that, (laughs) especially on reality TV. I'm I'm probably not going to change no matter what the fans say. You should never. (laughs) So were you surprised that he was fired because his little sulky walk down to tell everyone he was leaving, (laughs) like, it was so undramatic. Like, a part of me felt like he was like, thank God I got fired. Like, this was a lot of work, and I really just want to eat ice cream and sleep. You know, what's so funny to me is that when he told us, when he called us down and told us, he presented it like he and we came to this agreement together. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) no surprise. Yeah, I was like, wait, did like Chandler just resign or was he fired? I was so confused on that for the longest time. I was like, what really went down? Because, you know, there was a lot of shit that like I didn't think Chandler was very good at. But in my mind, I was like, fuck, you know, I never once did I go to captain and complain. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, OK, he's probably hearing all this shit from all these guys that are all broed up. And, you know, they're not a fan of me. So I was like, you know, I, I, I was kind of surprised that Chandler was fired because I had no idea that, you know, this shit that was coming down on Chandler really was taking place. I, I was working a lot and not involved in a lot of quote-unquote deck meetings Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um and yeah I was it was shocking to me but I definitely was very happy to see him go (laughs) and I think Ross ended up taking a really good leadership role you know it kind of he seemed like he you know had a strong hand however you know he was willing to like be nice and not necessarily talk down to you as much obviously you two had your own little <laughs> spat on the boat. <laughs> yeah, we still have issues. Um, Ross, I think, was the perfect man for the job. I mean, that, you know, with what we had as crew, Ross it was bosun material, you know. And I do think that Ross's main goal was try to work together copacetically, you know. And that was mm-hmm. something that, you know, Ashton, Ross, and myself, while, while Chandler was still there, we all would talk about how there really was lack of communication on Chandler's part and no, and there was no organization and there was no, you know, we didn't know what we were doing from day to day, which you can't say shit's the same. Nothing's the same. It's, it's like set, you know, set some, some goals out for the day or set, you know, a a plan out for the day and, and let us kind of have some idea that's going on. So Ross, his, his, um, attempt at doing that was so much more smooth and better received. And 
I mean, I will say that, you know, we do have our differences on the show still. And that, that for me is still, it, it weighed heavily on me because of communication still. Um, Ross, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to show, but Ross would sometimes say something and, and it's clear on the episode with Ashton going overboard, he would say something to me and he would mean something completely different. And so that to me was like, I am trying to take them literally. And that was where I had a lot of conflict with Ross. Was yeah. Just, he, he never said what he meant. <laughs> Sounds like a classic man. <laughs> right? Isn't that freaking... It's like, I never fucking learned that about men. <laughs> but do you think, you know, after watching these scenes of yourself that, you know, probably weren't the easiest to watch... Do you think you kind of learned something that you can take to future jobs, future charters? I definitely am not trying to place blame on anyone but myself. I 100% have admitted the fact that I know I'm very reactionary. I do have a temper that can get the better of me. And for sure, like I 100% know that, it, you know, had I voiced my concerns in a different manner, um, it would have been better received, hopefully, or come across better. Um, do I think that that would have been better for the show? No. <laughs> do you think the ratings would be this goddamn high if I that were that the like, reaction? I don't think that I would be talked about as much. <laughs> totally. I mean, but then you also think if you were a man, a male deckhand, and you were having this conversation with whether it be Chandler or Ross, you know, they wouldn't have been so butthurt about having another man speak to them like that, you know? I do think that. I do think that it was, I, you know, they want to say now that, oh, it's because I was a third deckhand. But we'll see later on in the show, too. Like, here comes our <laughs> new third deckhand. And, like, the previews just showed. I mean, they're putting him on duties that I had requested to do and was denied. So it's like... <laughs> It's, you know, I don't think that it is, you know, they wanted me to know my role. It was literally they had an issue with me coming on there and wanting to assert myself in more positions. I think something that shocked all viewers was the fact that Chandler chose to bring Ashton on the fishing trip. Oh, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, I mean, OK, <laughs> first and foremost, I don't know anything about fishing. As I mentioned earlier, I'm afraid of fish. <laughs> <laughs> but like. They were driving that boat so quickly, and the guests just had, like, the pole, like, in the air. I'm like, oh my gosh, is okay. that fishing? Okay, so, like... Explain I, it. So I, I wasn't on the boat, so I don't know what, at what speed they were trolling, but that is high-speed trolling, probably at the highest, um, <laughs> which there are species of fish that you can high-speed troll for. Like, wahoo is a high-speed uh, high trolling fish. Like, you go probably, like, 10 to 12 knots sometimes. Um, I think they were probably doing a little bit more than that. And to troll that fast with a trolling rod in that little guest girl's hands is so stupid. Because once that fish bites, if it does bite, she's going to lose the rod or she's going to go overboard with it. So, no, I think he was pretty ridiculous in that. And he also, you know, was trying to, like, troll in really deep water for a topwater species like mahi or something like that and he you know I, I don't think he knew what the fuck he was doing I mean he clearly did it and I loved like the little smirk you had in your testimonial where you're like they didn't catch anything hmm. like, <laughs> right, I know I was like you have no idea how hopeful I was that they did not catch oh anything. my god Chandler was such a loser I could see him being like let's stop off at the fish market bring <laughs> back fish and tell them we caught it like wouldn't That's that be so fun, fun guys <laughs> yeah, that would be freaking, that would be Chandler. That would be him. 
So obviously, you know, I think the apex of the season, which was the episode that happened last week, was the scene where Ashton fell off the boat. Yeah. Obviously, you were very much a part of that and made the, you know, really heroic call to Captain Lee saying that someone was overboard. How do you kind of like, how did you maintain your cool in that? Because the guests were watching, obviously cameras, he's in the water, like, yeah, a lot going yeah. on. I mean, and trust me, like, I, you know, when that happened, we were still on charter. So I really didn't have time to like sit and think about it until after charter. But um, at that moment, like, I've done so many man overboard drills and every single one of those drills never included a man in a death grip of, you know, it just was a man that fell overboard. You know, it was nothing like the man's attached to this line that's cinching down on him and drowning him essentially. It was nothing like that. So that particular situation for me was something I'd never experienced before. And at that time, you know, it sounds so stupid and so, little in comparison to like what was going on but a a, a quick thought that flashed through me was like okay the guests are right there right above me like do not freak out because then they'll freak out you know you you always want to be calm in a situation like that because totally they're gonna look to you for guidance and the biggest regret I have is not thinking quickly enough to be like okay he's attached to this line let me get that line off um Mm -hmm my first thought was like cut the line but in a situation like that where there's tension on lines if you cut a line like that you're creating as much danger as he's in because that line can snap back and hit you and and take you out like I mean there's so many instances that you can see that happening and it's actually you know gone over and drilled over in, in certain you know captain's courses where that's the one thing you don't do is cut a line but I I I was doing everything I thought I knew to do, which was by the book, you know, call man overboard and grab a life ring and get someone to, to point and look for his body in the water. So you don't lose him. And it was just, everything happened so quickly that I didn't think about, well, why the fuck would he need a life ring? Like he's attached to the boat. We know where he's at, you know, it's like, it was so mechanical that it didn't apply to the situation. And I wish to God there was something different I could do, but I thank God that Brent was there because he was the cameraman who thought so quickly to, you know, get that line while it was still slack enough off of the cleat. And I mean, if not like Ashton very seriously could have drowned. I mean, the whole situation was crazy and obviously they'd been like leading up to it on all of the promos. So everybody was kind of like waiting to see what happened, but can you explain what, everyone meant when so he obviously is fine and then he gets on the tender and I read somewhere he had to drive on this tender for like 30 minutes like does that mean he had to drive the boat after all of this alone yeah it was even so much longer than that oh my god we this happened like right as we were leaving the port so from there it's about an hour to two hours to our anchorage and um so when Ashton did that, and it was insane because I was also watching the tender and watching Ashton, and the tender was headed straight for this beach. You know, it wasn't in gear or anything like that, but it, the, the current was taking it straight to this beach, which was full of tourists or locals, Oof. like, swimming. And it was, I mean, so close to even hitting one of them. So wow. what happens is, you know, Ashton, you know, he does, the line is is loose and and now there's no tension on him and he does have to swim to the tender to go stop that incident 
conversation from happening. And so, and in the, I think the, all the radio clatter, you know, Captain Lee was very. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style very angry because he wasn't getting answers from anybody as to what was happening because we all were answering like at the same time and if you like click mics you know somebody clicks their mic like it, it drowns out the other person so it was kind of like everybody's doing it all at the same time to try to give him feedback and and so captain lee was getting angry ashton is like newly freshly you know coming off this life or death situation and then to jump in this tender he was kind of in a state of shock from what i remember him talking about you know he he couldn't even remember how to turn that tender on, you know, to get the gear going. And it was a simple matter of like, you know, turning the batteries on and, and the kill switch and things like that. And, but that's kind of a frame of reference to tell you where his mind was at. He was in no state, in my opinion, to drive that, but we couldn't do anything about that. The tender had to come with us and he was in the water and, and we couldn't stop where we were. Cause we were right in the channel where, you know, you got traffic coming in and out. And that's a big boat, you know, we can't wow. anchor there. Oh. So, um, yeah, he ended up driving it all the way back. And I mean, like, I don't even know what we would have done had he been more hurt with that. You know, there, I, I don't know what we would have done in that situation. But, you know, luckily, he, luckily he drove it very well and made it and then was able to rest his ankle. And he lives to tell the tale. Right? Yeah, that was just wild. Like, and even Captain Lee getting emotional, like, that, you know, threw me for a loop. He's like, I've been doing this for 35 years, and I've never seen anything like this. So, you know, I think for, obviously, viewers who, like, you know, none of us, I doubt many of the viewers are, you know, going on mega yachts. But, you know, to have seen anything like that would be just insane. But, thank God he's okay. I mean, I'll say this, like before that, I'd never had an actual man overboard. And then this summer after Tahiti, when I went to Alaska, I had three men overboard. But those weren't even like life or death situations like this. This, this, it, just like Captain Lee, like I have never experienced anything like that before. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really, I think it hit us all. You know, it, it hit Ross right away. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I, I, we all saw, you know, he was like tore up about it and I I I was going about the motions and it wasn't until the end of that charter that we really got to like that I really got to come to terms with what happened so yeah Chandler's gone we need to get a new deckhand Captain Lee hires Tyler what are your thoughts on him (laughs) 
are there sparks flying? I felt something. You know, it is so funny because, I mean, you know, partly I can't, like, I don't know every emotion that was coming into play with me because it was all, like, in the moment, you know. But, like, I did ask Kate <laughs> that if it was a hot guy and he seemed chill, like, please put him in my room. <laughs> Whether it was interior or exterior, like, just, just give me the hot guy. So, like, like, I mean, I don't know. I need something nice to look forward to, you know. I feel I that. I shit from all ends of the stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I Tyler, mean, he, he's good to look at, and he definitely is chill. So he brought a really good, uh, nice vibe to the boat that I think we all needed. Good. I'm excited to kind of see some levity <laughs> because Chandler <laughs> was such a wet blanket. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was no fun. But I mean, hey, that kiss with Ross was a little. Uh... <laughs> well, I kinda, this is good because I want to clear something up. <laughs> clear the air, please. You have heard it here first, people. Yes, actually, because I haven't talked about it yet. So the funny thing is, on, on, in a previous episode, there's an instance where we're all leaving the club and it's just me and Ross in the van. And I don't know if you recall that one, but it was a couple episodes prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that van ride, Ross had his head on my lap. And, like, up until then, you know, super friendly. Nothing, you know, nothing was going on, like, romantic. And then um, he pulls my head down. And he and I thought he was going to whisper something, which I didn't know why he was going to whisper. But, you know, we were all drinking, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, he kissed me. And I wasn't mm-hmm. like, and I didn't know what the fuck was happening and then they didn't even show that so it's so funny because then they show Ross coming into my cabin and kissing me there and you know he pushes me behind the door thinking that that's gonna hide us from the cameras and I told him I was like you're being an idiot because we cannot hide here it's so funny like I'm not gonna I I didn't want to do anything with him like that I mean I think he's a great guy. I think he's a good-looking guy. Like, he, he doesn't give himself credit for his looks because, of course, he had Ashton, like, flexing every two seconds. But, he, <laughs> like, he is such a, an overall, like, good good guy that it was attractive. But he was dealing with his baby mama stuff. And I certainly didn't want to be a part of any of that that would, you know, hinder or cause problems with that. So, I actually, when he pushes me behind the door, like, I tell him, like, don't be stupid. You know, this isn't going to happen. And then they don't show that either. So it's so funny because I think a lot of people assume that more happened than just that. But it didn't. It was just, you know, a little tiny quick makeout session. And that was it. Are there places on the boat that you can kind of sneak off with, like, a guy and not be seen? (laughs) I I tried to find him. Um, I think there was one spot, which is down in the last. So there's a little like electrical room where there's a washer and dryer. And I used to do like all the deck hand clothes and I used to do all the deck towels and we stored all the snorkel gear back there. And there's, there's no cameras in there, but there's no room. (laughs) I mean, Hey, you can always make room. I mean, that's what (laughs) one of our crew members suggested to me. (laughs) I won't mention any names, but it's. Interesting. I don't anything, but it's Kate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like it would have been totally uncomfortable, like mechanical and all the tech shit was down there. It just wouldn't have been. Like, I mean, you could make it work, but I think that was probably the only spot on the boat that had no cameras. <laughs> well, speaking of Kate, I think we're going to move into the cabin crew question section. Okay. So obviously you shared a bunk in the beginning with Caroline. Uh, yeah. 
It's hard to talk about. <laughs> I know. I don't. I like. I don't want to be offensive to her. <laughs> I, I don't want to de- beat a dead horse, but here, here we are doing it. Yeah. So, no. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. I'll be kind, honest. <laughs> did you kind of hear inklings about her wanting to get off the boat prior to her quitting in front of everybody? I mean, Caroline did complain a lot about. Kate and Josiah and to me because we were roommates um mm-hmm. but like I mean we all talk behind everybody's back you know and I complained to her about Chandler which was funny to me because it seemed like her and Chandler were, were connecting yeah um, I got that vibe yeah and they were um you know they were I I'm completely like I was blown away that she quit because I didn't see that coming she never even said goodbye to me I missed all the drama that wow. didn't involve me <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I, I was, sh- I was shocked that she had quit when she did. But honestly, I think it was the best move for her because I don't think that she was in the right frame of mind to be there. Totally. I mean, have you kind of been keeping up with her whole Twitter thing? And I mean, her calling in to watch what happens live and oh my the God. look on Andy, your Captain Lee and Ross's face was truly priceless. Like, well, you you can't pay for that. What she did <laughs> I mean, after the show wrapped, were you guys all looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? I I was looking at them like that when it happened. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, way to go, Caroline, because, like, that's ballsy. Um, and I'm ballsy, so, yeah, it was really funny. But, no, she totally, she just. I've seen the Twitter rants that she's had, and honestly, I don't think she's doing herself any favors, but um, she's been very supportive of me, so I'm trying, you know, to not speak about her, because, like, with Twitter and all that, especially, like, in writing, and simply because, you know, she's just, she's not doing herself any favors, you know, she has a lot to say about some of the crew members, and some of it's really, really extreme, and... I just, I think she's just digging herself a hole. And I don't know that it's one that, you know, with her state of mind, I don't think it's something that she is fully capable of handling. Yeah, that's totally true. I mean, I think the way that obviously her duration on the show, you know, sometimes, you know, I I felt for her and sometimes I kind of was on Kate's side where I'm thinking, you know, you are complaining a lot. You know, you are the third stew, which means you do laundry. Like, I don't, I don't go on boats, and I know that. That's yeah. just kind of a part of the job. So it kind of felt like there was always an excuse at an opportune moment, whether it's like, you know, turn down after the charter guests leave, and every time she's sick and can't help once, you know? That's I a mean, lot of work that, for a yeah, small crew. That, to me, is so baffling. So, like, I, I don't, you know, what do you stand to gain from, you know, acting like you can't, do the job that you're there to do you know I don't I don't know what she was thinking but like and I don't know how much pain she was in I honestly like didn't I didn't see a huge deal with the foot but I didn't pay too much (laughs) attention to it so like I you know I mean like Josiah said you know we've all been injured and we still have a job to do we carry on I mean like that's like shit I'd feel embarrassed for myself if that was me because look at Ashton I mean he literally you know, I he, know he carried on his job. 
<laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, may, maybe I, a little bit more of a severe foot problem. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit more. Um, yeah, I do think she was a little bit dramatic about it, but I, you know, again, she is someone that handles things in a different manner. I mean, I think the way that Josiah and Kate treated her with the dubstep music, I thought that was so fucking rude. And I don't know. I thought, like, you know, she'll get the hell out. She'll get out of eventually. But to blast that music and she's crying in there. And, you know, I thought it was really honorable of Ross to, like, turn the music down, knock on her door and be like, what's up? Like, yeah. Well, I'll say this about Ross. Ross is a placator. And I mean that in both a good way and a bad way. (laughs) Um, He doesn't want there to be turmoil. But you also can't placate everybody. Yeah. Um, I do think it was very, very much a good move on his part to go in there and try to work with her. But she doesn't even receive that very well. And and for me, when he tries to placate like me, and then I see him on commentary, you know, going back and saying something else, it's just like, you can't do that. You can't play both sides of the fence. And what I'll say about Kate and Josiah, I mean, I've seen previous, uh, you know, seasons of Below Deck, and Kate mm-hmm. is very good at being a bitch. And <laughs> I don't think that she, I think she was as calm as she's ever been in this particular season. And especially in dealing with someone that was probably very frustrating, like Caroline. And Mm -hmm. so she was probably at her wit's end. And, you know, that, like, who does give a two-day notice and then say, oh, never mind, I'm not going to do it, and then locks herself in the room. And and what if I was trying to get in the room? Like, that's my room. (laughs) So, like, I had no idea that stuff was going on. I do think it's a little harsh, but also I do agree with both sides here like Caroline was feeling bullied and Kate and Josiah were just reacting to like being fed up so I think you and Kate should kind of create like a super group I feel like the two of you together could really be unstoppable like an all-female version of Below Deck with like Captain Sandy from Below Deck Met yeah you don't think Kate or I would kill one or the other (laughs) I mean hey it would be great tv (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, yeah, Kate, Kate is definitely a boss bitch, you know, and she's, she's got tenure and she also knows what she's doing. And, um, I do think she is condescending at times, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we all have flaws. Like I, you know, they're not portraying us in any light that we aren't already. You know, yeah. I certainly am mouthy. It's just, they highlight the mouthiness, you know, they highlighted Caroline's melodramatic, you know, behavior and and they highlighted the fact that Chandler was 100% a douche all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you feel about the new third stew, Laura, who came in? She kind of obviously got the attention of all of the men, which by the way, that one scene and you guys, I'll post a gif on the Bravo happy hour Instagram account where Ashton is just like dancing on the beach with his (laughs) abs for her. Like, it was like the saddest slash cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Laura. So like, I still keep in touch with everybody for the most part, um, and I think Laura. You know, she. I think she had a way she wanted to present herself on the boat, but everybody probably had a way they wanted to be presented, and then yeah. that doesn't work out. She did strike me as a ditzy to begin with because there's a comment she makes to Kate and Josiah and myself at that beach day that we all had off. And it was so funny to me. Like, she's from Vancouver or something like that in Canada. Oh, no, Toronto. And 
she asked Kate where Kate's from, and Kate, of course, said, like, Melbourne, and she goes, oh, yeah, I'm kind of near there, and oh we asked God. where it was Toronto, and I was like, what the fuck is this, like, is there a Toronto, Florida I don't know about? <laughs> it didn't help her case, like, you know, Adrian refers to her as, like, a valley girl, and it, and it, it a seer differently. <laughs> you know, a valley girl um, from think, Toronto. Yeah, right? So, I don't know, I think Laura... Um, I definitely, you know, we're not aware of a lot of things that, you know, don't involve us on the boat. So seeing how she reacted to Kate and Josiah, I feel two ways about it. And I think that, you know, yeah, she does come in aggressive and like very um, opinionated about what's going on. But also I commend her for pointing out, like, it did look like a shitty job was done on some of the interior stuff that yeah. they were taking us to. And I don't know if that's because they didn't yet clean that stuff or what was going on, but, you know, I think she was pointing out a truth and they weren't <laughs> liking it. I mean, I kind of love that, you know. I think any time, especially with the stew specifically, I mean, it was actually same with um, the deck hands, I mean, the deck crew. If you come in and you're like, oh, well, I was a chief stew on my last yacht, but I'm being third stew on this one. Like, you know that that's an automatic tension between chief stew and you know third stew so the moment that happened and she kind of came in with that not cockiness but just just telling the truth about her past you know kate's face was just like oh hell no which is probably exactly (laughs) what they all thought of me when i was like well i you know i've i'm a boat captain like i've been you know i've got my certifications i got this i got that you know and it wasn't because i was trying to brag and be like i I never once was like, on my boat, we do it this way. <laughs> you know, that's not, not how I came across. I, I was asked what I did. And then when there was like a level of safety that was a concern of mine, like legitimate, that's where I reiterate the fact, like, I am a captain. I fucking understand, you know, regulations and safety as it concerns guests and crew. And it was like, she was making it known that she had the experience. But then later we see that, you know, she doesn't hold up that experience. Yeah, it so doesn't much. show. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I appreciate both, of, you know, her pointing it out to them and their reaction to it. So <laughs> Totally. Well, I guess that kind of leaves us just kind of to touch up on Adrian. So, obviously, yeah. he's the chef on the boat. You guys had that moment in the van <laughs> that led to you spitting on the van, which I will say, it's like so classless. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> it's trashy. Like trust me, my mom probably like wanted to slap me when she saw that. Um, oh my god! She hates what I spit, and let me just tell you, there, I, I have no idea why I would do that because I, like, I spit, yes, but when people spit at somebody. I think that is so disgusting. And I did that. And I think it was probably because I was so literally disgusted by them. I was pissed <laughs> off. And it's, you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it we was so drinking. funny. Well, we were all drinking. So, of course, yeah. like my emotions going to be a little bit more enhanced. But earlier that night, another thing that wasn't shown is we're at the dinner table. And, you know. I mean, I know there's a time and place for everything, and I know, like, whatever, like, be a lady or whatever, but I, <laughs> whatever. I, also, I, I burped, too, so, like, at the dinner <laughs> table, I, like, leaned over my shoulder and gave a little burp, and, and Adrian happened to be sitting, like, three feet from me, literally three feet from me, which is not right on me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, at, when, at that time, when I did that, he goes, oh, you burped in my face. 
And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, I didn't. I was like, I was polite enough to even like go over my shoulder. So you're welcome. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised they didn't show that. I know, but I'm sure like I've done it again. So it might come up. <laughs> Um, but no, so like that night he was very upset with me because of that. Like he literally was like, you burped in my face. And, uh, and so, and he over-exaggerated on Twitter. He's like, oh, we sat there for 15 minutes. Like, no, the fuck we didn't. You know, I was just like (laughs) getting my ass out of the van and dealing with both, like everybody like coming at me. So I was like, don't even, you know, I don't know. Don't, don't poke the bear because I'm a bear. (laughs) (laughs) How was his food, though, on a scale of 1 to 10? I think on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say he's an amazing chef. So I, I you know, I'd rate him highly like 10. Um, I didn't get to taste everything because I wasn't, you know, like a little puppy dog hanging out in the kitchen for scraps. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would be that person. but <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really barely ever went into the galley whatsoever. Um, I did see all the dishes, you know, just from like being on the table and they looked amazing. Um, I have a culinary background, um, with an ex I used to date. So, you know, I know like high end, he, he was there, you know what I mean? And so I think he's an amazing chef. So who are your favorite charter guests? I mean, obviously right now the season's not over, but obviously I'm very interested in hanging out with, uh, Master Peterson and Lady Tiernan. Um, they <laughs> like- were amazing. They are. I'm actually in touch with a couple of them from, from that charter. Oh, wow. I love- I love them all. Like, I think that they were, I didn't even realize like all the shit that was going down besides just where the deck fuck ups were, but I, they were incredibly gracious and kind and just super sweet. And the kids really were so well behaved. And I think that they were, you know, for everything that happened on their, on their charter, they were very forgiving, you know, and, and they presented themselves very well. Um, my, they are one of my favorite guests. I, I have two favorite guests and that charter was one. And then you'll see one coming up. That was another group that I absolutely love. Um, I'm excited for that. that Yay! Charter. I can't <laughs> wait for more episodes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You were so honest and oh, it was just great. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media? Obviously they can watch you on below deck. Yeah, so I mean, I basically only have Instagram and Twitter, and Twitter's really where I address any of the show stuff, and Instagram's where I still keep it personal. Um, I do promote a lot of the below deck stuff on my personal Instagram, um, but it but it is a, a personal page. So my Instagram handle is the Life of Riley, um, which is kind of a play on words. Like mm-hmm. they had the old TV show, The Life of Riley, spelled differently, and it's basically I didn't know like, that. Yeah, no, it's it's actually really kind of funny because. I grew up knowing that because of my name, of course, and it's about this guy who just literally, like, embraces life and everything that, you know, is kind of thrown his way, and he kind of, like, just lives how he wants to live, and that's where that expression comes, like, living the life of Riley, like, doesn't really, like, things kind of fall into his lap, and, like, it's an amazing lifestyle, so... I've had a lot of great opportunities in, in, in my past and currently in my, my present. So yeah, I thought it was great. It's a great handle. <laughs> um, so yeah, Instagram is the life of Riley. And then Twitter is just my name, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag everything on my page. So no worries. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
Be sure to tune in next Monday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.